When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. Today, I want to talk all about how to opt out of cynicism and in return, how to opt into curiosity. I'm going to define what cynicism means to me. I'm going to define what I mean by curiosity in this case. I'm going to go into the ways that I have done this in my life and give you a couple of ways to opt out of cynicism and to identify cynicism when it's showing up in your life and how to opt into something different. And as always, we'll end with a healing tool slash practice for you to engage in. So what is cynicism for me? You've probably heard this word before and people are cynical or it's just an overwhelming feel of negativity around things, feeling like things are not going to work out, always expecting the worst. And A lot of times, traditionally, people have thought of cynicism, the opposite of cynicism, to be optimism. Like you are the opposite, whereas the cynic thinks that everything's going to go badly and optimist thinks everything's going to go well. And I'm not necessarily debating that, but what I do want you to consider is another way of thinking about what could be the opposite of cynical or cynicism. And for me, that's curiosity. Because here's the thing, a cynical person already knows how it's going to turn out. The answer is bad. It's going to go wrong. This relationship's not going to work. This job is going to be terrible. I'm never going to have a great relationship with my loved ones. You live in a space of already knowing. And curiosity is the opposite of that. It is that you don't know. And because you are curious, you lean in. Cynicism allows you to sit back to be removed from the world. But curiosity allows you to lean in. It allows you to examine things and to believe in the possibilities of life. And so this episode really honestly is a conversation about possibility. Historically, we know that there isn't a whole lot of, if you look at the news or you read a history book, there isn't a whole lot of space for positivity and optimism when we look at the history of Black folks, and particularly even Black women. The statistics aren't particularly optimistic, whether it's health statistics, maternal mortality rates, the glass ceiling, which is even lower for Black women, and the fact that we are profoundly under-earning our white counterparts. The mortgage rates for Black women, partnership for Black women. There's a lot of things you could look at on the internet and just Google and hear and see a pretty bleak picture of what it means to be a Black woman. And as a result, it could shape you and your world into a place where you just don't see possibility. 
you know, I have conversations with people. It's always interesting to me when people say something that is positive, overwhelmingly, or been received positively as not for Black folks. And what I mean by that is being more specific, that when we see people having lives of joy, like we see white folks and they're like on a yacht or they their kids are perfectly well-behaved, we'll give quotes around that, or they're talking about just middle-class things and we're just like, I cannot relate to that. I don't think that's for Black people. For me, I always think that's an act of cynicism. And that doesn't mean that there are things that I cannot identify with. Not relating is very different than not thinking it's possible and rejecting it. It's a very cynical way to be. Why can't I be just as successful and happy and stable as my white counterparts? Who said I couldn't be? I, I reject that. But part of that is, is I, that means I have to get curious. I have to lean in into where's that coming from? Why am I saying something isn't meant for me? For a long time, I had those feelings, for example, around partnership that I felt like, oh, that's great for other people and this amazing love story they're all telling themselves, but they haven't seen the dating pool out here. And they don't know what it's like to be a black woman in this world. And then I had to examine with a therapist and through therapy and be curious about where is that coming from? When did I start believing the message that partnership and more importantly, happy partnership wasn't available to me? And I got curious about, well, what am I defining as happy partnership? I want us to be careful that we don't end up locked in struggle because we're cynical because we're engaging in cynicism. We are spending our days saying what isn't for us, what isn't available, what isn't possible, instead of what is. And that we are not leaning in curiously to see what would our lives look like if we had the job of our dreams, the partner of our dreams, the relationships and friendships that we want. What would that look like? And what would that feel like? And then being curious about why we don't feel that we can have those things. It is a journey to get there. It's not something that happens overnight. But if we are going to opt out of struggle, we have to let go of telling ourselves no. The world will say no plenty enough, sadly. But we don't need to say no to each other and to ourselves. And that doesn't mean we let our people or ourselves have blind optimism, right? Where we think, oh yeah, everything's going to be wonderful while we do all the things that will not get us where we need to be. We say we're going to be a millionaire, but we're spending all of our money every day on silly stuff, right? That's not what I'm talking about, but I want us to stop saying no to each other and to ourselves. Stop the temptation to eye roll when something you see on TV or someone explains to you a great moment and you're eye rolling, not because you're bitter that they have it, but more so that you're like, okay, that's not for me. I couldn't see myself in that dynamic or having that great thing. Instead, fight that urge and be curious and ask the question, why? And then follow it up with, what would it look like if? I had that instead of what isn't available to me. For a long time, I've been a writer to run it Have you subscribed to the Black Girl Burnout newsletter? Well, if you haven't, now is your chance. 
Every month, the Black Girl Burnout newsletter contains bonus video footage of conversations that I call Hey Girl Chats between me and my friends and other previous guests. It contains guided visualizations and meditations, as well as affirmations to get you through your month. It truly is a burnout prevention kit, all contained in a short little newsletter. So click the link in the show notes, subscribe, and grab your copy of this month's newsletter. Black representation in media really is everything. It is the jumping point in which people can see who they could be. If it wasn't for prominent voices like an Oprah Winfrey on my television screen, I would have never thought to pursue podcasting. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, you need to look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. It explores distinct, varied, and most importantly, nuanced Black perspectives. And you're going to hear stories about joy and resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. Black perspectives haven't always been centered when we're talking about the story of America, but now we are the story. Turn on NPR today and hear the wide range of voices that are as varied and Black as the country we reflect. A story should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We don't want to become addicted to no. Addicted to the ways we tell ourselves we can't. Addicted to the ways we keep ourselves surrounded with people that manifest that no in their lives. And where we say no to them. Like, "Mm, okay, girl, that's not going to (laughs) happen. We want to avoid that. And there's a couple places to start. Like I said, let's start with partnership. This one could be difficult because many people have a horror story and a half to play back. They could have a whole movie series about some of the poor and unfulfilling relationships they've had with partners. And again, we're not blind optimists. We're not out here saying that it's absolutely the easiest thing in the world to find a good partner romantically in our lives. We know that's not true. It takes energy and work. And it doesn't happen overnight, and it may not happen on the timetable we want. But here's a way you can opt out of cynicism and opt into curiosity. You can start by saying, why do I, do I believe, first of all, let's go back there. Do I believe that I could actually have a happy, healthy partnership? Or have I already started out my path by saying no? Like, that's not available to me. I'm not going to find anybody. They don't exist. Is that really underneath it all? Are we quietly saying no to ourselves and engaging in cynicism? And if that's the case, lean into some curiosity. I'm not asking you to jump automatically to, I'm going to meet the partner of my dreams and they're going to do everything 
perfectly and I'm going to meet them next month. I'm not saying jump to optimism. I'm saying the middle road is lean into being curious. First, ask yourself, why? Why do I feel that way? Then ask yourself, what would it look like? Do some some brainstorming and daydreaming, which is something I'm going to talk about on our next episode. Do some daydreaming about what a perfect partner would be like for you. What are you really looking for? And then really think about, is that really how that could be available to you? How you can start to tell yourself and affirm, I believe in the possible. Your affirmation doesn't even have to be, I'm going to find a great partner. I think it's a great affirmation if you have it. But if you are struggling with deep cynicism around partnership, if you are having deep negative feelings about partnership, I will tell you from firsthand experience, that's been my journey. Then the first affirmation I start with is that it's possible. I believe that great romantic partnerships are possible. Just the act of saying the possibility is a step in the right direction. Now, let's look about friend and family dynamics. Let's just lump those two together for this. We want to never just say we're always going to have friendships that take more than they give. Or we're going to have family members. We say things very often with our family members that it's just like, yeah, that's the way they are. And that's that's not going to get better. Instead, ask why. Why do we believe that we'll never have great boundaries with our family members? Is there some fear underneath there? Is there some past hurt and disappointment? And then think about what if it was possible to have the relationship with your family and friends that you truly wanted? What would that look like? How would you go about achieving that? We don't want to say no to ourselves and we don't want to be saying no to each other. We want to instead not lean back or disconnect, which is what cynicism does. It gives us an excuse to not be present with the people we love and instead lean forward and lean into possibility and discuss what that could be and what that could look like. Finally, when it comes to your career, we don't want to carry our cynicism into our professional life either. We don't want to live in a state of no in our professional life. And trust me, as someone who by like, trade, quote unquote, is a social worker, uh, that's a cynical field. I will tell you because you come out of that job being like, well, I'm never going to have money. Guess I took a vow of poverty. Yep. It's totally expected that my clients will disrespect me or treat me in a way that will emotionally hurt me. These are things that I have said in one way or another, probably honestly with more bitterness (laughs) as a social worker. And it wasn't until I leaned in to curiosity about why is that? Who said that I have to be a social worker straddling the poverty line because I chose a field of service? And who said I have to let my clients treat me like like trash or treat me terribly as part of my job? Who made that rule up? And why do I feel that way? And then begin to think about what would I possibly like? What what possibilities are there for a rich and fulfilling social work career? And when I started asking that question, I will tell you from personal experience, my career blossomed and more importantly, it expanded. I was able to do different things with my social work degree that I never would have thought were possible because I never gave myself the chance to be curious 
about what could be out there versus leaning back and disconnecting and saying, well, this is what it is. This is this is how it's going to be. No. Saying no to myself and saying no to my fellow social workers. Now I'm a passionate advocate about how social workers can get paid their worth. I talk about it. I encourage social workers to set boundaries and mental health, like how we can just be better at setting boundaries with folks and preserving ourselves in this career, this noble and I think beautiful career. Well, what about in your career? In what ways are you saying no to yourself? And what areas of your professional life are you being cynical about? And again, we don't engage in blind optimism. We don't send a job that's paying us, let's say in America, we have a minimum wage, right? We don't say that and then be like, I'm going to be a millionaire in two years. That's not the smartest thought to have in your brain. And it's silly optimism. It's not realistic. But instead, we want to lean into possibility and ask, why do I feel like there are some things that are not available to me? And what would that look like if I had all the possibility in the world? Lean in, think about it. And let it start you on a journey to starting to put those things in place that will bring you the life, the career, the relationships that you deserve. So our healing practice for you today is to think about where in your areas of life do you think you struggle with cynicism? Pick one. Is it romantic life? Is it family or friendships? Is it your professional life? Identify where you may be saying no to yourself and to others, where you may be fighting cynicism, and instead combat that with curiosity. Once you've picked your area, do a practice where you think, why do I feel that way? Just just think a couple of things that come to you. Don't go too deeply on it. But then spend some time thinking about what it could look like. What is the possible? Try that. And as always, on social media and other platforms, email. Let me know what you think and how that's worked for you. That's it for today's episode of the podcast. As always, you can support the podcast one of four ways. You can like and subscribe to the podcast itself. You can also follow our social media platforms. We're across everywhere. It's all Black Girl Burnout, including our website, which is blackgirlburnout.com. As always, you can leave a review. They make my heart happy. You can do that via Spotify or Apple Podcasts and some others, just to name a few. And last but not least, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Our newsletter is chock full of a bunch of goodies, and they're right there waiting for you at your fingertips for free, just in exchange for your email address once a month. Share this episode as widely as you'd like if it resonates with you. And until we talk next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.